Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass, the premier destination for rugby fans in Asia. Streaming international test matches, state of origin, the rugby championship, the NRL, and Super League to your device wherever you are in Asia. Every match on Rugby Pass is available live and on demand and is carried in HD quality with adaptive streams to match your connection. Welcome back to Legal Council. Jack coming in from a studio sounding Hong Kong location, not a toilet. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice to hear your voice again, Rehari. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, we had some interesting feedback last week. Um, some people loved the toilet episode, others um, not so much. It's interesting because, you know, we've had a couple of toilet episodes and they will go down in sort of Legal Council history. Well, I dare I say it, and it took me about three hours to edit the show down, um, staying up to the small hours of last week. But most of it was positive feedback. It was really fucked me off because um, I could hardly <laughs> hear what you say. Um, but anyway, gee, I can hear it's, you coming it, in loud it, and clear. I think uh, a neutral listener would have definitely sort of uh, felt the vibe of the creative differences that is coming across between us two. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know, maybe that's we're giving the people what they want and what they're not hearing out there is, is a couple of guys going at it. Um, one guy in the toilet. Life space. Yeah, exactly. Well, last time you were in a toilet, though, you were interviewing an American bloke and there was every sort of three or four minutes would be a hand dryer going off, so it wasn't as bad as that. Well, actually, the, this toilet I was in the last, because this one, that one was in Melbourne, so the toilets are quite big, but this one was a tiny little pub one, and people kept trying to open the door, because it was quite a packed pub. And I always had to have my foot there the whole time, and they would have been hearing this idiot in the toilet just ranting on about league to no one, thinking, what's going on here? In, in Hong Kong, do they stand on the toilets, to, or do they squat over the toilets to take a shit? And where, where does that custom come from? Uh, they do it um, so the public toilets you get a, you get a, a, a choice which is quite good because um, you do know that the western way of uh, taking a dump is unnatural and not good for the colon um, but I just for me I just don't rate it because I can't control it it'll go all over the floor so um, yeah I think it's a sort of west I think the Arabs like sort of uh, if you go east of Israel I think it gets um, quite stand up shitting oh and obviously Africa the only way to really that I've encountered it um, is I think it was just when you shit in a hole and you just don't want to put yourself anywhere near the floor. So you're essentially okay. squatting over it, but, you know, you probably don't mind spraying it um, like a painter's radio in that situation. But I can understand you not being able to control it when you're actually standing on the seat. There's... Um, yeah, well, actually, it's interesting. I, I, you have this in Hong Kong a lot. I'm not sure if you have it in Australia, but you go into a normal um, sitting down toilet and there'll be a photo, like a picture of yeah. a man yeah. standing on it and they'll yeah. have a cross. Yeah. like Because people just love it. They love the, the natural feeling of it. Well, and actually what you do in, in mainland China, you'll often go to like the like, public toilets and they'll literally have those shitholes mm. and there'll be no walls between them. And the blokes will be sitting there squatting with a paper having a yard <laughs> the next guy next to them. Really? That's something yeah, quite. else. It's just, I yeah. mean, as you would well know, um, 
you know, you used to, and when you're growing up and playing footy, you know, showering nude in there. But shitting nude next to someone else and a stranger, I think that's no, they're not probably... nude. They've got their pants oh, around their ankles. Yeah, They've true. got schools like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have nude anyway. And you know, I've seen some of those photos. So I'm, I'm not too sure about that. But <laughs> we probably could talk about this all day. Um, but we're going to start off with the roller coaster of round six, which sort of starting to take shape the competition. We're about the quarter of the way through, I think, in terms of games played. I think quarter of the way through because you've got a couple of buys in there, 26 rounds. Quite. So, yeah, we're really starting to get through it. Um, what have you sort of made of the last week? You've got the Eels on a bit of a um, four-game losing streak, but the Roosters starting to come down to earth, and the Warriors and Raiders starting to sort of get a couple of wins under their belt. What did you sort of make yeah, of the look, last round? I, I don't know. A sport in competition in the world that has such, like, changes and such, you know, like the NBA, you could sort of say, oh, you know, Houston looking good now, and then they sort of, but they don't, don't, it's not like a rollercoaster. Like, after round one, you know, some people were saying, oh, Eels, top four side, you know, Corey Norman had it on a string. You know, you'd say, you were saying Manly would have lost it. Um Warriors, you were saying, are gone, waiting for next year. Some people are still saying that. And now Roosters are in a bit of a hole. They've got to work themselves out of it. It's just, the, it's like um, rugby league is like your, your, your mate that's addicted to meth. Mm. One day they're just really great to be around. The next day they are just in a deep hole like the um, Parramatta Eels are. And Which, they do probably have a lot of meth users. Yeah, it's kind of a microcosm, isn't it? And it just sort of, they can go from week to week. Every week is almost like a different season. And I don't know if anyone would have seen the Tigers go up there and beat... Uh, the uh, short price Cowboys in Townsville, um, which says a lot about the Ivan Cleary appointment to me because it's the same side that we've seen for the last three years, which is just um, arguably the Australian version of the Warriors. Ivan Cleary, does he have a shot at turning the season around? And two, given what's happening with the Panthers lately, and I know he's quite rated highly, but did the Panthers let Cleary go too early? Oh, of course they did. I, I was actually shocked that they let him go, and, and it was a big call from the Gus. The reigning coach um, of the year when they let him go. It, yeah, and it's, but it's hard to it's because you've got to take the Panthers' results over the last three or four years against a huge injury toll. Oh, and it was clear he really got made the scapegoat. And I, I, at the time I was thinking, what are they doing? Because they, the, they missed the eight or something, but it was basically just down to injuries. And then they yeah, got rid of it. And, and, you know, Hook's having the same problem. Um it, 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 it's an interesting one. And look, the Tigers, uh, are the Tigers going to turn their season around? No. You know, they don't have the cattle. And I don't care if Cleary's bloody super coach, Ferg- Alex Ferguson or something, he's not going to be able to turn that team into a top eight side. Um, you know, they, they're running on that emotion. You know, Moses played a, you'd say an average in NRL game, and people are starting to say again how good he is. I mean, well, that was a fluke. The, I suppose rather than say how good the Tigers were, you sort of say, have to think, you know, are the Cowboys really where they were a couple of years ago? No, is the answer to that. The, the Cowboys, I, I just think that it's just so hard to back up, I mean, which makes the Storm look so incredibly good. But to consistently perform to that high level, and it was just such a huge effort for the Cowboys to win the competition. And they went pretty close last year, but again, not quite. And the moment, you know, they are missing Matt Scott, they, they seem to be missing him quite badly. Um, yeah. At the back, they've got no Lachlan Coote. 
Granville's out. Now Thurston's out. They've also got a couple of other guys yeah. like Winterstein out. and They're going to drop a few games in a row, and it just seems that it might be too much for them to make the top yep. four with this injury toll. So it's going to make it really hard anymore. on them. Yeah, and that opens the, up a spot for like the Warriors to have a go at the top four, you know. That's too much for stretch for me yet. But what I did want to say, I thought Moses was pretty bloody good. Um, and I do, I'm not his biggest fan. But 850k that the Eels have just paid for him is arguably the worst deal that I can remember. It's a Kalfaliga type deal, isn't it? That's outrageous for his money. Ridiculous. But that shows how desperate they are because the Eels have realised Norman's a good player, but he just can't do it himself. And... They're sort of desperate for it. They've tried Gutherson, and Gutherson is... He's an honest footballer. ...pretty cake. He's an honest footballer, but he's not going to take you to the top four of the yeah. NRL playing him at 5'8". Um, so that's how... De- but, I mean, a Norman-Moses-Parves combination is not going to have you shaking in your boots as an opposition coach, is it? No, I think what Norman... And I can't credit this for me. I actually read it in an article over the weekend, but someone said about Corey Norman, he said, Corey Norman, without... Kieran Foran looks like Sean Johnson without Kieran Foran just trying to do everything um, on his own without that support and just looking just so frustrated because he's trying to do everything on his own and the difference is you know you take away Foran from Cherry Evans he went through a real bad period straight after Foran left take away Foran from uh, Corey Norman he was looking like the best player in the competition last year with Foran there and, you know, we all know how good Sean Johnson is, but he's probably the most criticised player or the most criticised superstar in the game. But then you, when you dig into the numbers, his numbers are exceptional. His try assist, his tackle um, break assist, or his line break assist. Um, and then you put four next to Johnson, and he just looks like a different player. Is this just highlighting how good Kieran Foran is? Oh, he, he's a special footballer. You watch him when he goes to the line. He looks inside every time. He looks outside every time. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at the player. He actually, you know, you, you get taught this to hold the ball in two hands and that. and make, But he actually moves his head. Mm-hmm. And and it actually puts the, you know, it's probably four options he can take. He Because he can take the line on. Mm-hmm. He can take the line on with some footwork. Mm-hmm. So that's, he's got five options. He can take the line on with a hit up. Mm-hmm. He can take the line on with some footwork. He can pass right, he can pass left, or he can kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not many players in the world that, and, and, and the passes are always at the right person. There's not many players in the world that can do that. Even like Thurston, you probably take that option of like doing a straight run hit up, you know. Mm. Well, I think that the, the, the foreign that I saw in the first nine games, ten games of the year for the Eels last year, and these two games, the Warriors, it's better than any other version of Kieran Foran I've ever seen. And that Manly was somewhat, they played, I don't know, they sort of sapped up some of the opportunities from each other. So you Gee, didn't see man, probably the true... It was side, Harry. It was, and you probably didn't side. see the true brilliance of Foran shining through. But when he's taken a step down to the side, like the para-eels and the warriors, you've he's probably stepped up, and you just see how brilliant he is. And like I said, it, he's the best six out-and-out six in the competition. And um, Would he play at Origin? Yeah, he'd be the New South Wales... He'd be the New South Wales number six for the last five years. No, I, know. I can't believe you didn't just start cracking up. 
Yeah, I know. Fair call, fair call. Um, but Maloney's a very good player. Maloney's an honest player. I'm a big fan of James Maloney, apart from his defence is, is the, questionable. The thing about Maloney is, though, if you look when you when he retires, you know, like look at his career, and if you didn't not, you just you'd look, you go shit. Every time he goes somewhere, he turns the team into an awesome team. Mm. Mm. But I, I will not forgive James Maloney for the third year of his contract at the Warriors, where he decided to move home, and I think we did. Actually, it was the year that Brian McLennan took over and we lost maybe like the last eight games and Maloney was dropping off tackles. Uh, yeah, and he missed a couple of uh, goal kicks. Yeah. He missed a couple of goal kicks that had some real question marks over him in yeah. terms of, you know, and I think he's a bit of a grub. He's from Central Coast, isn't he? Yeah, but I think that that, that he's grub, one of those grub. Yeah. It's rugby league. league is the grubs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 he's got league in him. So, um, yeah. as most leagueies do, um, but Maloney um, and the Sharks. Did you watch that Storm Sharks game on Sunday? Because we got treated to September esque footy um, this early in the season. It was just like when it was two all. It was just pure, just a grind game, and it was in the cold Melbourne Sunday afternoon. Oh, that weather looks Just head-ups, and it was just brilliant to watch. And the, and the Sharks just, they really showed that they are probably not going to be um, one of those teams that win and then sort of drift away. I mean, I'll be interested to see with yeah, the roster. Yeah, but you can't, you can't tell at round six. Yeah, late you know season, that. they might have some um, trouble getting the likes of Gallon and Lewis on the park. But right now, they're legit. And Seguiaro just gives them a whole new dimension. I've seen that he's broke his arm, which is a bit of a shame. But he he's won them that game. It was a kicking game. Yeah, but if, gee, I've, got a, I've got a couple of Leeds Rhinos fans in uh, Hong Kong that hate his guts. Because yeah. all these young um, Aussies go over to the UK now and just play the, pull the homesick card. Yeah, I know. That's the new like depression card over there. Yeah. Because they just can't handle the weather. Oh, I mean, we covered this a couple of weeks ago. It's just trace. If you want to get out of a contract and you're a leaguey, mate, it's, it's, it's bloody easier. It's as easy as buying a bag of weed in California. It's just a joke. And, and these Boy. boys are just... But you, you didn't know, even get sold at the end, did you? No, I got my license. And it was a couple, of, right. yeah, a couple of scary moments. I got escorted down Venice Beach on a, by a guy on a skateboard. And I was probably about 12 hours deep on a bender. And then I went into this house and I started to think, I'm getting shaken down here. And then I went down to the basement and there was a, probably a 95-year-old American Indian um, who was apparently a doctor, but he was probably more like a shaman. And he sat me down and he said, um, how's the back pain? And I said, what? And he goes, you've got back pain, don't you? And real bad anxiety. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I do. So he wrote me my license and I got my weed license, and I was like, okay, where's the weed? And then they just basically sent me on my way, cost me a couple hundred bucks, and then didn't have anywhere to buy the weed. But I did have my license, and then I lost it that night. So, <laughs> fucking fuck. I have a photo of you somewhere holding it up like being yeah, real proud. I was proud as punch, and then I didn't even get to buy any bloody weed. So, um, anyway. Oh, make me. Um, something that we foresaw as the league clairvoyance that we are, um, we noticed something a couple of weeks ago with Latrell Mitchell, and yes. he got hooked. He got hooked in the weekend, and now he's being dropped for Joseph Manu. Is this the wake-up call that he needed, or is this the start of that on-again, off-again career that could be just the worst-case scenario for the Roosters fans out there? So I don't know how many um, 
listeners we've got that come through the Rugby Pass website, but I wrote an article last week actually about the Latchell Mitchell. So how many first grade games he got on his belt now? Let's say 15, 20, 20 25, 25, yeah. Five. So he's at his crossroads of his career now. So he'll probably, he's got two options. He could knuckle down or he could, he could, he could like get released by the Roosters later this year can, and then yeah. go to the wilderness and then get picked up by like I'm going to say the Gold Coast Titans <laughs> and he'll play like 10 games early on play really really well and then we'll just blow it again and then he'll finish his career See, winning James three Roberts. country premierships for Maury yeah. yeah I mean James Roberts started off for the um, started off for the Rabbits he got kicked out for wearing his rabbit's tracksuit in a strip joint. Then he went out to Penrith, got kicked out of Penrith. Then he went out to the Titans and did quite well there. And then um, there's that contract drama, eh? And they fucked up his contract. They forged yep. it or something. That's and then right. he ended Someone up in the Broncos. Yeah. And he's almost got kicked out of the Broncos. And he's about 24. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's no... In fact, Aranda Tormata must have had some indigenous in them. I know. I mean, he, he was seven clubs before he was 24 years old. The Brown Wally, as I remember reading an article about it. Um, but he, yeah, he, he just never, class. ever really he did anything, so did he? Class. He had real league in him, didn't he? Yeah, he had some, quite something about him. Um, so Latrell Mitchell, next six weeks is some big six weeks for his career. And um, shit, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. Good to see Joseph Manu get some time. I rate him. He's I a good young player. I love him. Um, something I was thinking about six weeks in, there's a couple of players that I'm thinking of whose stock after six weeks has dropped the most. Um, George Burgess and Bryce Cartwright. Is there anyone who has just fallen away so much in a short amount of time? And George Burgess was probably the borderline, the most destructive forward in the competition when they won. Yeah. And Bryce Cartwright, near the end of last season, was just a messiah. He was his second coming. And he is. Joey just... wanted to play Origin, right? Did he end up playing Origin, didn't he? Nah, he was in that stupid emerging shadow squad or something, as if that, you know, is supposed to give them, you know, I don't know, experience by watching Origin on the sideline. Yeah. But... Well, Bryce had that off season drama. Which we covered at length. Yeah. So maybe that's sort of hanging over his head. What's wrong with the Burgess boys, the twins? Um, well, I think George. My mumsy follows on Instagram for some reason, so. Um... I noticed he's got a kid or something there. I think. Yeah, he did. He had one. I actually saw it on the news tonight. Yeah, he just punched out a kid. But before then, and he had that outburst at Newcastle and just elbowed someone. He's just not. He's not at his at the peak of his game. And um, He's not really a league player, is he? What do you mean by that? Well, he's... Is he, I don't know. He's just... He almost looked like a, 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 one of those soft poms. Yeah. Not like, like his, old, his older brother whose head like, looks like he's like half... Viking half Mongolian. Yeah, I mean, you can't question Sammy Burgess, that's for sure. But or George and, Graham. George and Tom. Or Morley. I yeah, I don't know. Just, again, real crossroads for me and um, haven't delivered where I thought they would or anywhere come close to it. Um, you wanted to talk about the bunker, mate, this year. So far, so no, good. I, I, want to give, I want to give them a rap. I'll give them a massive rap. That'd be awesome. And I love it how, like, often the ref will literally go... 
try or no try, and then the replay is just straight there. It's so quick, and often they've done it within 10 seconds. Hmm. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be those, um, you know, contentious, just the nature of rugby league. is hmm. going. But they've went generally with no, – no, I think I haven't seen one where they have went against the um, referee's on-field decision. And that, to me, is basically what – and the on-field decision is generally right, especially, you know, it's those tries that you can't actually see where the pans are, are you basically have to go off the ref's decision. So look, I just want to give them a wrap. Um, you know, we were slagging them off heaps last year. We need to give these parts of the game a wrap occasionally because it's easy to slag off and not give wraps. Yeah, look, fair cool. And I was going to say when you mentioned um, chatting about the bunker is they've been surprisingly good this year. Last year, I thought when they brought the bunker in, was it was a lot faster but they were still making the same stupid decisions this year it doesn't seem like they've had that many howlers um, there's still some referees refereeing out there like Henry Perinara I don't know if it's like a um, there was a, a quota with him. a quota system that they've got in the NRL they have to have a Kiwi um, or a, an indigenous New Zealander refereeing but he is so bloody bad um, oh, and no. he always gets the us. Warriors games as well. And he, I reckon he's reverse races and he penalises us um, that much more than anyone else. So he's just, yeah, yeah. He's, he needs to call off in the New South Wales Cup. Can um, you remember running into him um, on one league? Oh, no, I don't think you were there. I think Tom Wells was there. We ran into him up in the Park once in Auckland. I can't remember if it was Henry or, or Marcus. Hmm. Um, yeah, you seemed like quite a nice guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. Used to play a bit for the Roosters and the Eels. Not he a got bad a field goal. Didn't he win a game with a field goal? That might have been. That was Marcus Perinara. He was the half. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I mean, Henry was like a, one of those lock half, lock lock five eights that used to get back in the day. Yeah, more second row at lock. I think played maybe a little bit of six. Don't don't remember him as a very yeah, yeah. memorable player. Um, Marist brothers, Marist uh, boys. Yeah. Thurston's injury. Doesn't seem so to be three or four bad. weeks, I'm hearing. Yeah, I saw. I mean, when you think about it, how many times do you remember Thurston? When he first gets injured, it seems as though, right, you're like, right, Cowboys are gone, Thurston's out for the season. And then, and the more of sort of looking into it, his injuries are never really that bad, are they? He must be just a phenomenal healer. Um, he's only going to be out for two or three weeks, they reckon. Or it's a conspiracy to rest of origin or something. Um, but yeah, look, I. I didn't really, I don't really understand what had happened. Like a calf? Do you really? Yeah, I, I, I'm calling a little bit of conspiracy on it, you know. But it's gonna. I don't know what's Cowboys run it. Have they got an easy three weeks or something? Um, not sure. They've got in the next. They've got this week. They have got the Dragons. So they're away to the Dragons. Okay, they'll win that. Ooh, I don't, Cogra I, or yeah, Cogra win. Dragons will win that. Yep. Then they have the Knights in Townsville. Okay, so that fogged them. And then even with they have 20s. got the Eels. So pretty decent draw for them to have JT injured, but their record without him yeah. is, is horrific. Um, if they get two out of three of that, I mean, without JT, then you know, maybe they still are a top four side. They'll be licking their lips if they got two out of three, um, but it doesn't, yeah, doesn't look too bad. Um, see, uh, so... See, see what Takiaho? Takiaho is back for the Roosters. Yeah, I mean, always love him. Great yeah. goal kicker. Yeah, no, he's he's good. And Roosters, uh, sorry, no, I'm looking at round eight. Back to round seven. I'll be very interested to be watching the Roosters at Marathon Stadium 
to the Knights, who are a plucky side. They're a frisky side. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, the Roosters yeah. are just in that free-falling. And for all those people, and, and idiots, like... I'm going to call out Matty Johns here saying that Cleary, uh, sorry, Kerry, um, the buyer yeah, of the year, yeah. this and that, he should play Origin. Just that pisses me off when people just blow off so quickly after three or four rounds. Oh, Kerry's no. defense is just horrific. They, he is a yeah, the real, Broncos ran over him. Yeah, he is just missing tackles and he's falling off tackles and he is like the archetype of a lot of opposition tries. It'd be going to be real interesting to see if the Roosters drop another um, game. You know the pressure's going to go on those guys more and more and more, and um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 going to shake out that top four pretty quickly. Gee. And, you see the and isn't Sean Kenny Dell just in a horrible run of life? He is just hopeless. He is really I hope he never. He shouldn't never play football again. Yeah, I mean we love, we love Skidzy. We 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 we've loved his his game over the years. It's a classic uh, rocks and diamonds type player. But you just think his that... hands are actually like feet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's um, he's struggling at the moment, but he's a, he's a lot of he's a lot of talent. So hopefully he comes back from. Um, one of our reader questions actually during the week, um, Robert Dunn out of Mount Monganui wanted us to discuss the best ever union converts and. Not league to union, which is probably there's some fantastic league to union ones that that we could probably go through. Um, your Sailors, your Takeries, your Matt Rogerses of the world, um, your Sonny Bill Williamses of the world. But having a think about it, what's I've, I've listed my top five from a league conference. Craig, and this has to be there. Well, I'll, I'll list you my top five. So I've got Ray Price at the top, Ricky Stewart, Vyenga Tuigamala, Craig Innes, and John Timu. And so, what, 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 hang on, what, what, why did, why is Ridge not there? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, Matty Ridge probably sneaks in. Would there. get ahead of Timu? He, well, yeah, he would probably finish. Yeah, he played more tests than Timu, he didn't he? He'd finish ahead of Tui yeah, Gamala. He'd he probably finish tough. third. He would finish third on that list. Maybe even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't as good as Ricky Stewart or Ray Price, but he's probably better than Tui Gamala at this So, yeah, good call would be in there. If you ever want to watch, um, I'm just going to type, um, as we um, as we chat now, it's if you go into YouTube sh- and look Matthew Ridge documentary, oh, it's brilliant! This is um, it's called in a different league, Matthew Ridge doco. It is some of the best early nineties uh, league, um, just low budget doco that you'll ever see in your life and I encourage everyone out there to join the 23,868 viewers to go and watch that because it is it is a real treat um, anyway you were yeah. going to mention Johnny Schuster so the other ones I'd like to I think are worth mentioning uh, Johnny Schuster mm, good and because he did he play he must have played a few tests for the Kiwis yeah he played tests for the Kiwis and he might have played a World Cup for Samoa at the end of his career yeah and then his nephew yeah, now yeah. his nephew is that Schuster who played for Manly of the Nines Manly yeah yeah, yeah. He, he played he's playing for Blacktown Workers Seagulls at the moment mm. um, and I think a lot of yeah a lot of those good uh, Fran Obotica, like he he played a, very well in the UK yeah, good. and good. when he got back to the Warriors like Mark Guyas destroyed his right leg in a yep. oh, well, just a, a West 
like Sydney tackle, mm. but he was he was he was decent, and I'm, I'm not. He was one of those guys that couldn't quite make it in Union, I think. And then they were they were right for the picking because they didn't really get the good jobs at the banks and stuff like your, mm. I don't know, your Grant Foxes and stuff. Mm. The other, that, well, the one that um, Robert mentioned was he he claimed that Jonathan Davies was he the best ever convert. Oh, and he was brilliant. You would have to put him right up there, Jesus. wouldn't you? Yeah, his speed. And if you yeah. actually tell, talk to a Welsh person, Welsh Union or well, I've never met a Welsh league really, but gee, they they love him. They even respect. And that try he scored in the '94 Ashes was phenomenal. He was good. Um, his his his. But gee whiz, his commentating's hopeless. Yeah, it's that, just that real kind of high pitched voice that um, he still commentates. He was commentating in the most recent Four Nations, and he seems to be yeah, yeah. great. Very England. I mean, was it Great Britain or was it England in the Four Nations? It was England, wasn't it? England, yeah. So he yeah. supports England, but I think why I don't like him is because it's he's just so negative, and it's hard to be positive when you, you know, you're trying to support mm. any of those Northern Hemisphere teams. You know, but it was a big. I remember when he actually changed the league. Um, he converted to league in the um, back in the early nineties. It was massive because he was an incredible Union player, the Welsh wizard. Um, so yeah, Jonathan Davies, good, good question there from uh, from Roundy, um, big listener of the show. So um, big shout out over there. Um, Back to this... Is Tauranga a good town? Well, he's the Mount, which is sort of just out of Tauranga, which is a, is a, is a nice... Yeah, very but nice in the Tauranga urban area, you'd include Mount Manganu, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess it's the Bay Plenty sort of province, so... But, I mean, what's the... Like, the is there a main CBD of Tauranga? Yeah, yeah. And what, what does that have, like, high oh, buildings or just, like, three and I mean, I haven't been there for 15 years, mate. I, I, I wouldn't know. But, um, you know, hopefully... Um, How long does it take to drive there from Auckland? Uh, two hours. Two hours and two hours 20. Not great. Not not a huge drive. Um, the Inter Raiders. The Raiders, we weren't worried about them, were we, when they lost three of their first four games. We, especially, just their makeup of their roster, their home crowd... The incredible momentum that they finished the season on last year. The Raiders, can they win it? Can the brand of football that they play, can that translate into a grand final? Can they win a tight, grinding grand final? Or are they just destined to be an entertaining team that loses in the final four of, of the NRL and that just doesn't quite have the finesse to finish off over the top of a Sharks or a Storm or a Cowboys? No, they, 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 they can win it. Um, you got to remember last year they basically were a bad forward pass call away from making the grand final and then they could have, you know, the Storm basically could have beat the Sharks. At the end of the year, it takes a bit of luck. I know you make your own luck, but they, they definitely could have, could win it this year. They they won they could have won it last year, hmm. and as as you know, they'll be better for it better for it this year. Um, I, you, I think they're probably in my top three chance of yeah. teams to win it. They, they could blow teams all away. Yeah, is there anything that you have seen close to this Leilua Rapana combination? It just takes me back to. The Gidley Tamanatahu of the mid '90s, um, which was just almost unstoppable, and that Gidley flick pass—I yeah. just remember being on the wrong end of it so many times, either um, for the Warriors or the Kiwis. But this this Leilua Rapanath is a real thing. Like that, they are just impossible to stop. Like Leilua looks like he's bigger than anyone else on the field, and Rapana is—he's—he's yeah, yeah. he's quicker than you think. He's possibly the hardest he's the best player in the to game. tackle. He, he is the best winger in the competition right now. Hands down. No, he is. He's the best in the rugby league. He's a, 
He should be a he should he's in. I th- when is he going to move to superstar bracket? He's he, he's in the bracket. Maybe it's the end of this year, but he no, is he's, he's a there. phenomenal. He was good player. in the Four Nations. He was incredible yeah. for the Raiders last year and the year before back end. But this year, he's he is just he's impossible to stop, and he seems to have gone up a gear in terms of his pace. Um, Leilu is the best centre in the game right now, bar none. He should be playing for New South Wales, and he should be playing for Australia. But he's still, you still have question marks over him in like a grand final. He could do something stupid. He's a crazy motherfucker. He could do anything out there. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah, literally, definitely. and that was my big worry about Fafita. It seems as though I'm sure they somehow could be distantly related because they'll give away a penalty when the, they are on top, their team's on top, they've got all the momentum, they've got the ball in their hand, but someone tackles them slightly the wrong way, so they pick the ball up and throw it in the opposition face and start a fight, cause the penalty to go the other way, the other team gets a try, gets momentum, and they lose. That's what is capable yeah. that Rapana can do. In terms of combinations too, one that I look back on fondly, that and it wasn't centre winger, it was second row centre, but that Lautishi uh, Torpy combination was mm. brilliant in that O three season. Yeah, it's just a shame that that it seemed like a lifetime. That was probably only a twenty four month period where that combination flourished because that. Well, even from... but even less because yeah. even these combinations, yeah, even less. I reckon they were they were something pretty special on their day but it could have even been less even 02 they weren't really hitting form but you know, I'm thinking that like Raiders Warriors game where Booger really dropped it over the try line and they mm. were really good mm. um, Raiders Warriors Saturday um, at Bruce Stadium the scene of last year's Golden Point game where um, the Warriors scored three late tries to get into extra time that is uh, going to be an absolute gem of a game. And we've also no, got no the chance. Sea Eagles Storm, which was it was the big rivalry, wasn't it? You know, late noughties, early 2010s, um, yep. the rivalry in rugby league was Manly and the Storm. They played two grand finals, um, and they had the Battle of Donnybrookvale, which was just a brilliant all-in brawl. Um, many a good games played under lights of Brookvale, um, so much niggle in there. These teams hated each other. And it's, it's, it's incredible at the Storm and how good they are. They just inspire a lot of hatred towards them. Like the Sharks, I think, have that now. The Eagles had it then. Um, it's just the rivalries. Do we have, you know, Storm Sharks? Is that the big rivalry in our game at the moment? What, what else do we have? I mean, Rabbitohs Roosters doesn't seem to really strike, you know, go to great heights or the Bulldogs well, Eagles. Broncos Cowboys. Or, Broncos, Cowboys, good call. Yeah. And then I still, I'll still uh, make sure I get in front of uh, Raiders, Dragons, because oh, the hoodoo's still real in a way for me. Yeah, good call, good yeah. call. What about that famous? Um, you know, there's the great call uh, um, commentary. Do you believe? Yeah. Can you remember that famous piece of commentary when Reynolds scored um, against the Roosters in the last minute? Yes. And he, what does he say? It was a Monday night game, and the rabbit, the Roosters scored an incredible try. No, no, no. It was the son of the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but they scored a late yeah. try, and you thought, oh, well, the rabbitos are the Roosters have snatched this game. And then Reynolds turned around and scored one. You're talking about the Bunnies, Rabbitohs, Bunnies, Roosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah then um, yeah, but... Reynolds scored one at the end, and oh, I can't remember, actually. Actually, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, and then the guy goes, uh, he goes something like, you can take me now. I've seen it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. It's Warren Smith. I mean, it's yeah, a Warren better Smith. quarter in the game than was. 
I love this Brinton speed. Oh, I think he's fucking terrible. Really? No, Mate, you don't... he hasn't uh, got miles look, under his voice. Uh, look, the thing with rugby league, probably all sports commentary, your ears get so attuned to people over the years, like... Costigan? Did while. your ears get attuned to Costigan? No, Did your ears get attuned no. to Daryl Halligan? No, boy, I love... Look... There's nothing better than a you Sunday don't. afternoon you and just hearing strays. You don't what about it. how... Hey, hey, hey. How about in the weekend he was pronouncing Radradra? Rad, Rad, Rad. Rad, Rad. <laughs> but that's actually how you pronounce it. Quote. No, it's not. It that, is. That is fucking outrageous. That is, that is not true. Um, Rad, 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 God, I was, I was just about turned it off there and then. Um, oh, oh, Costo. And he just but Lamb is hopeless. Right. What happened to Vossi? We had Vossi calling the Warriors game oh, for a while. Fought. Oh, I don't know. I'm a Brenton Speed or Oh, yeah. yuck. He, Ray he's Hadley not bad. Okay. He's got potential. But I just want to see uh, Dan Ganane, who's the Triple M caller. I want to see him get on TV. He's got to be the one to replace Rab. So I think they must be eyeing him up. Because have you heard a Rab's game this year? I haven't listened to one. Well, yeah, because I occasionally get them. Um, and it's all right. But this uh, Gus is a bloody idiot. Um, they're all right, you know. It still reminds you of your growing up years, and that you know you those Sundays mm. hungover with a like box of, uh, bucket of KFC. The so there is that sort of there's that um what do you call it that uh you know nostalgia when you hear those two. Yeah, for sure. Um, last thing, mate, we wanted to compare and contrast our Australian sides uh, for the Anzac Test. Now, let's just say that Thurston is. Injured, you um, you named Darius Boyd, Corey Oates, Blake Ferguson, Will Chambers, Brett Morris, Cooper Cronk, Daly Cherry Evans, Gallen, who I believe is retired, Cameron Smith. Okay, um, now it's, I'm subbing Gallen out, and then I put in um, who did I put in? Then I put uh, Shannon Boyd in. Yep, Cameron Smith, Aaron Woods, Boyd Cordner. Matt Gillette, David Klimmer, um, Ryan James, Ryan Tyson, James, Tyson Zell, and Josh Dugan. And so, then my other, and then how? Then my other uh, bench spot is Cohen Hess. Fuck. Seeing Boyd's move to prop, mate, he's a freak. I wouldn't want to come up against him in his debut. He's either he with you. Not ready for an Australian jumper. The, the talent they've got in the back row. So you're not right. So of the incumbent, oh, I should have Wade Graham probably. Well, you've just changed your mind. If you um, yeah, okay, whatever, your team. The incumbent team was that won the Four Nations is Darius Boyd, Valentine Holmes. You, you not? You've yeah, got to I, I still see him. <laughs> He's Australian as anything. I'd put BJ Lailua and Will Chambers in the centres. Do you reckon that there's no way Meninga would pick BJ though? Because he's all about like you have to be a good bloke to play for Australia now. Yeah, I know. So Blake and Ferguson gets a Guernsey, does he? Josh Dugan? They're shit blokes. No, I don't just judge a bloke's tattoos by whether he's a shit bloke or not. Well, I'm judging it by that photo they took on the roof drinking Bacardi Breezes. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Essentially, um, cruises. Oh, I'd go Maloney and Cronk in the halves. Um, and really? Then, yep. Why not DCE? I think Maloney's a better player. I think he fits better with Cronk. I think you've got... Remember when Cherry tried to play Origin and he just didn't mix with... Was it Cronk? No, it was when Cronk was injured. He wasn't mixing with Thurston. I don't know if DC is just to a be really honest, good club I, I agree. I'd probably, if, as a Kiwi fan, I'd probably prefer 
DCE near, yeah. near ahead of Malone. Yeah. Um, I'd go Wood, Smith and Boyd, and then I'd keep the um, incumbent back row of Cordner, Gillette but Mir- and Mirren. Mirren's put more weight on. And what would, I mean, Clement I hate, but he could play a lot. Oh, I've got Clement on my bench with Frizzell, yeah. Morgan, Papali, and then maybe young Jake Trebojevic is the 18th man. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, a very look, good not a side. side. It's beatable, beatable. Yeah, very, very it's good side. Beatable if Thurston if plays, it's going to be a big difference. They are mentally prepared. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, any Anything else you're looking forward to watching this week, mate? Uh, watch Thursday night football. Thursday, there's no Thursday night. It's oh, yeah, there isn't. Easter. Of, oh, it's all Good Friday. It's Easter-based. So you've got the Bulldogs-Rabbitos, which I went to that infamous game when they're throwing bottles at the players. You were in the corporate box with Mick, weren't you? I was. Knights, Roosters, a triple header, and Broncos, Titans. Um, shit, the Titans could be find themselves one and six. So yeah, could the good. Knights. Um, some seasons are going to be slipping away for some teams. So Friday's just an extravaganza. You've got 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 7.50. You should be getting yourself in front of a TV for that. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'm actually in New Zealand. So I can, uh, I'll be driving, I suppose, but I'll find somebody to watch it. What part of the country are you in? Well, I'm in, in uh, Whakatane. Really? Yeah. What are you doing there? Just see where Benji Marshall grew up. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Good stuff. But the weather's going to be bad, and then we're going to go down to Hawke's Bay, and then we're going to go down to... Wellington for a couple of nights. Shit. Oh, that's uh, Wellington could be, could be bloody freezing down there at this time of uh, this time right. of year. Um, but good luck, mate. Do you think the Warriors, lastly, but the Warriors got a chance against the Raiders in Bruce Stadium? Nope. No, no, no. I think it'll be closer than you think. But I would have to say Raiders. You you got to say the Raiders are too good at the moment, and the Warriors building nicely, but not quite there. Not quite a top eight team just yet. But um, who knows? Come. Um, you know, there's a big, big game. Blake Ashford's playing his 150th. Fuck my life. God. It could be worse. could be Jonathan Wright. Yeah, exactly. Quote. All right, mate. We'll, uh, we will we'll chat during the week. And um, very, got some very, very positive news about um, our next guest on Legal Counsel. But we're just waiting on dates. So um, hopefully you have some next week. Um, mate, got to love your Rugby league, mate. really enjoy that because they've been slaying us off. They have. They're saying we're not doing enough. But, um, hey, we, we will bring a big name to the table. Don't you worry about that. Um, yeah. All right, mate. We'll, uh, we'll chat soon. And yeah, get us on Twitter. Everyone, can you start following us on Twitter at Legal Counsel, underscore Counsel, I think it is. And our email address is legalcounsel at gmail.com. We love the um, thoughts back from our listeners. And we, we'll, we'll get to your questions next week. 100%. All right, mate. Good on you. Got to love your league. What?